determined not to go into a tailspin like what happened the previous time the franchise player left. A toxic locker room. Analysts, commentators in general, everyone counting the franchise as dead. They pronounced the franchise dead and the franchise player was considered to be as good as gone. Those are not good circumstances. That was a bad environment. A horrible environment. Yet, in that environment, you came away with Larry Nance Jr., a player who relishes playing in Cleveland. George Hill, a player who relishes the chance for playoff basketball again. Jordan Clarkson and Rodney Hood, two players forever in trade rumors who are now out of them. Is anyone therefore surprised that the Celtics lost by 22? It's hard to overcome that level of emotion. And we can add to that a superstar that for the first time this season feels that he has a squad. This is a rejuvenated team. They would have beaten the Warriors or the Rockets yesterday. Heck, they would have beaten the Rockets and the Warriors combined. Emotion is a fuel that can drive a sport. The Pistons won five in a row before on-the-court realities caught up to them. How many in a row will the Cavaliers win before basketball reality catches up with them? We don't know. But we're going to have fun finding out. It doesn't matter what anyone says right now. Kobe Altman lived up to his Kobe name. He made some Mamba moves on trade deadline day. For the first time this season, Cleveland has a squad. Boston and Toronto should be looking behind them. The steps they hear belong to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's face it, Cleveland has improved. In the short term, they will have an emotional bounce. Is this emotion enough to propel them back to an NBA final? Again, we don't know, but we're going to have fun finding out. Cleveland got the better of Boston this time around, but they won't meet again until the playoffs. And they will meet in the playoffs, provided one of these two teams, and more than likely Boston, is the top seed. If that's not the case and Toronto gets the top seed, then either of these two teams could be two and three, which sets up a semi-final meeting. That is a big ticket item. So we're going to find out, as the season progresses, just what happens here. As of the moment, the Cavaliers are plus 130, or 2.3 decimal, to win the East, and the Celtics are plus 180 or 2.8 decimal. The Raptors are plus 400 or 5 decimal odds to win the East. These are the only three teams that matter in the Eastern Conference as far as winning the Eastern Conference is concerned. The others are not in the same tier as these three teams. They are in the top tier in the Eastern Conference. Every other team is in some other tier. The odds makers still have the Cavaliers as favorites to win the East. That has been the case since the off-season. Nothing has changed. The Warriors are still the overwhelming favorites to win at minus 192 American or 1.52 decimal. The Rockets are next in line at plus 600 American or 7 decimal. The Cavs at plus 800 or 9 decimal. The Celtics plus 900 American, 10 decimal. The Spurs plus 1650 American or 17.5 decimal. The Raptors plus 1700 American or 18 decimal. And the Thunder round out the lot at plus 2300 American or 24 decimal. The Cavaliers.
Because according to bookmakers, have the third best chance of lifting the Larry O'Brien trophy. Plus 800 is a far cry from minus 192. Or if you prefer, decimal odds of 9 and 1.52. The odds makers are absolutely correct. The quartet of Hood, Nance Jr., Hill, and Clarkson do not vault the Cavaliers into the same tier as the Warriors. Only one team occupies that tier. Tier 1, the Golden State Warriors. Tier 2 is occupied by the Houston Rockets. And they are the only team in Tier 2. Tier 3 is occupied by the Cavaliers, the Celtics, the Raptors, the Spurs, the Thunder, and the T-Wolves. That's a crowded tier. It's 6 deep. Out of, out of respect for their recent performance, three straight finals and the presence of the best player in the game and an all-time great a basketball immortal the second best player in the history of the NBA LeBron James the odds makers have the Cavs ranked this high if you follow betting lines you realize the importance of artificial favorites artificial favorites can be taken advantage of and you bet against the artificial favorite and you will put money in your pocket by doing just that for example yesterday Today, the Boston Celtics came in at minus 200 American or 1.5 decimal to win. The Cavaliers were at plus 150 or 2.5 decimal. That was insanity. With the emotional bounce that the Cavaliers would have received from such a game, it was absolutely crazy to put a bet on the Boston Celtics. If you did so, you had to have been a fan of the Boston Celtics or someone who does not understand the emotional currents. The Cavaliers won the game by 22 points. 22 points. So those of you who took this line, whether you took the money line straight up at 2.5 or plus 150, or you middle made the game, you would have been victorious. That's what we're talking about. The effect, the impact of emotions. Emotions are a current that can propel a team in sports. It can't take them necessarily to the pinnacle but it will take them to victories sometimes and they can win games such as the one we saw yesterday it was a perfect storm for the cavaliers to win so for those of you who would have taken mm fantasy lab lines kudos to you now this is similar to the boston celtics and the cavaliers odds of winning the eastern conference plus one three zero plus one eight zero the cavaliers favorites the celtics not so the cavaliers are artificial favorites favorites here. At worst, these two teams should be at even odds. At even odds. The Cavaliers should not be any more favored than the Boston Celtics to win the Eastern Conference. They haven't done anything to deserve that distinction. They should be at even odds to win. If you take the Boston Celtics as plus 1.8 or decimal 2.8, you have a chance to make some money. The odds have fallen. It was plus 3.5 before and the odds were even more prior to that. So, you are being warned. Take the plus 1 no. There's another side to the Cavaliers trade. We talk about the chemistry issues and it's clear they needed to do something because the locker room was toxic. This toxic environment existed from in the summer. The off season, yes, but it continued and you saw it on the court. Players being on an island by themselves, that's not good. The public utterances that were made, that's not good. How they played on the court, not appearing to play for each other, that's not good. So something had to be done and something was indeed done. Chemistry, problem, solved. But chemistry issues were not 
the only reasons why a trade was completed. There's another side to the equation. The trade was done essentially to convince LeBron that the team was committed to winning. Emphasis on committed to winning. Dan Gilbert of the Cavaliers, the owner, it has been widely reported, did not want to get caught flat-footed again. Last time around, when LeBron James left the Cleveland Cavaliers, Dan Gilbert felt that he was caught flat-footed. He vowed, it is widely reported, that it would never happen to him again. No player would ever do something like that to him again. That it has been widely reported. Gilbert wanted to keep the Brooklyn pick. A trade was completed. The Cavaliers still own the Brooklyn pick. And let's just dive a little into this Brooklyn pick. Last year, last season, the Celtics had the Brooklyn pick. They ended up with Jason Tatum. They traded with the Sixers from 1 to 3. We know how that worked out. But they ended up with Jason Tatum. The Cavaliers want such an opportunity. Dan Gilbert believes that in a draft such as this one, this upcoming draft, they'll be able to get a franchise altering player. So, you'll move from LeBron, a franchise altering player, to another franchise altering player. And this player could fall anywhere between 1 to 5. It doesn't matter. They believe that they can get a franchise altering player between 1 to 5. Presently, the next are the 7th worst team in the league. As close as the teams are, the Nets could end up being the number one. They could end up being the worst team, the number one in this upcoming draft. It could happen. That's a genuine reality. The only thing working against this happening is the Nets are not trying to lose. The Nets are not a tanking team. They're a tired team that's not playing very good basketball at the moment. That is their reality. They're not a team like Phoenix that is apparently doing their usual usual, which is to tank. The basketball gods do not appear to like the Phoenix Suns. Last year, the Phoenix Suns sat players who could have played. Instead of getting the number one pick, they had to settle for number four. This year, they're operating from the same playbook. They don't have a Bledsoe scapegoat to work with this year. Maybe they'll find another scapegoat. We don't know. We're certainly going to find out, but that is the Phoenix Suns playbook. The basketball gods do not like them. But back to the Cleveland and Cavaliers. Gilbert. Gilbert is a businessman. Gilbert is a top executive. Gilbert is a man accustomed to making tough choices. He's a man accustomed to holding hard lines. And he's a tough person to deal with, as has been widely reported. That is the reality of Dan Gilbert. Gilbert did not like the narrative being controlled by LeBron James. Kyrie Irving left the team because, and let's backtrack a bit, Kyrie Irving wanted to be traded. Yes, he wanted to be his own man. Yes, he didn't want to be Robin. But the main reason why he left was he was tired of being held ransom by the if LeBron is staying, if LeBron is leaving narrative that existed. He didn't want any more of that. No more. So he wanted out. Dan Gilbert, just like Kyrie Irving, was tired of this narrative. And he wanted to control the narrative. Dan Gilbert, provided a new narrative and the narrative is this LA is the team that we most frequently hear that LeBron could be headed to LA is the team that the Cleveland Cavaliers assisted this trade deadline the Los Angeles Lakers now have the cap room to sign LeBron James and another major free agent this offseason that is the reality the Cavaliers have an improved team in terms of chemistry the talent was always there they have an improved team in terms of chemistry so now Gilbert says hey you wanted to go over there there 
where they are. The path, the path is free. You are able to go over there. Here we are over here with an improved team, a younger team. You have a choice. Do you go to LA, the unproven, or do you stay with Cleveland, the proven? Cleveland has been to three straight NBA finals and the possibility exists, a better than average possibility exists, that they could be playing against the Warriors come this NBA finals. Big choices for LeBron James and Dan Gilbert gave him this choice. There's no opt-out for LeBron James as it pertains to these two. If he chooses LA, then hey, Gilbert gave him that opportunity and he's going to be selected, okay? And the public opinion, as far as this is concerned, will not be as friendly to LeBron James because the Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron's team said, and this is Team LeBron, said LeBron James prioritizes winning. Winning is his priority. If the Cleveland Cavaliers are this much improved and they can maintain it come this offseason and the Los Angeles Lakers are in a similar position or maybe a run below the Cleveland Cavaliers, what is LeBron James' excuse for leaving the Cavaliers? Did he lie? Is it more than just winning? That question can be asked and Gilbert placed LeBron in that position. Thing is, while Gilbert placed LeBron James in this position, LeBron James has a genuine opt-out. Basketball purists like to say that the San Antonio Spurs, they're the best team for LeBron James. Great coaching, yada, yada, yada. The reality is, all might not be well in San Antonio. We're hearing utterances coming out of San Antonio. Denials are present on both sides, but we're hearing something that we never heard before as it pertains to San Antonio, that all may not be right. This is new for the San Antonio Spurs. Will they keep Kawi or will they lose Kawi? We'll find out by the time 2019 comes around. But for now, they have Kawi and they have these rumors swirling around the Spurs. So genuinely, are the Spurs really a possibility for LeBron James? Or is it just a desire of the basketball purist? It seems more than anything else that it's a desire of the basketball purist to have LeBron James play in San Antonio. But the two realistic Choices happen to be the Houston Rockets and the Philadelphia 76ers. The Houston Rockets would be a good match for LeBron. They need, of course, cap room. Something they don't at the moment have, but if LeBron said he wants to go there, they would find a way to make it work. The Sixers have a slot waiting for LeBron James and they have the money. That's another option. These are two options for LeBron, not name LA. And he could always say, yes, I prioritize winning, so I chose one of these two teams. That option exists. And they have a better chance at winning than the Cleveland Cavs. Cavaliers do. They have a better chance of competing with the Golden State Warriors than the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland does, however, have an advantage in one area that no other team does. And this new advantage came about because of Kobe Altman's Mamba-like performance on trade deadline day. The Cavaliers now have the emotional advantage. Dwayne Wade is LeBron James' best friend in the NBA. We all know that. They have said it. We have seen it. Best friends. The Cavaliers sent Dwayne Wade back to Miami. And we saw the reaction in Miami. We saw how Dwayne Wade was greeted. Dwayne Wade is a happy man. Dwayne Wade is a happy man. He's happy to be back in Miami. Wade County is back. The Cleveland Cavaliers allowed this to happen. LeBron James is grateful. But the most important thing here is it brought back memories of his own return to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The team that drafted him. That is important. LeBron James now remembers his emotional connection to Cleveland. The franchise, the Cleveland Cavaliers. 
Now, it's no longer about just winning. Emotion is now involved. If you Cleveland Cavaliers fans want LeBron James to stay in Cleveland, here is my advice to you. Get as many little children as you can to attend these games with signs that read, Stay LeBron, we love you. Stay LeBron, we love you. That will help your cause. And for the Houston Rockets and Philadelphia 76ers fans, my advice to you is to try and let LeBron know just how much you want him in your city and just how much it is that you love his game and how much it is that you value him. That will aid your cause. It's not the same as the emotional connection he has with Cleveland, but it is something, it's a starting point. That is my advice to you. But for now, emotional advantage, Cleveland Cavaliers. Free agency, trade deadline is over. Now it's buyout time. The buyout market is where we're now looking. Joe Johnson, Brandon Wright, they are headed to the Houston Rockets. These are big gets for the Houston Rockets. Marco Bellinelli is headed to the Philadelphia 76ers. They now have additional on shooting. That's a big benefit to the Philadelphia 76ers. Another name on the buyout market is Derrick Rose. Minnesota Timberwolves, their possibility for Rose, as is the Washington Wizards, or so we've been led to believe. The reality for Derrick Rose is this. He's not the same player that he was when he won his MVP award. It's not the same Derrick Rose. We've seen Derrick Rose look like a shadow of himself. We're constantly here on a yearly basis that he's beginning to look like the old Derrick Rose again. He's heading back to MVP form. This has been the mistake of Derrick Rose. He never adjusted his game to play like somebody else. His body changed, but he didn't change with it. His mindset was still the same. Trying to get back to MVP form. Trying to get back to the player that he once was. The only other player in recent times that did anything close to Derrick Rose in terms of not respecting where he now was is Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson is a Hall of Famer, sure. Will Derrick Rose be a Hall of Famer? No. No, he's not a Hall of Famer. Allen Iverson is a Hall of Famer. But Rose, like Iverson, refused to accept a change in reality. His mind did not accept it. And the cliff for Iverson was sudden and in a blink he was gone. Derrick Rose is also at the cliff and in a blink he could be gone from the NBA. His career could be over. Derrick Rose needs to be like Grant Hill. Grant Hill is another Hall of Famer. And that's something we'll come to at another point in time because there's a debate about whether he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. We think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. His career in Detroit alone is a Hall of Fame career. But we're talking about Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, the worst place for him would be in Minnesota. Tom Thibodeau is a grinding coach and a grinding coach is not good for a player that has Derrick Rose's injury history. That's not good for him. Washington Wizards would be a better landing spot. And speaking of the Washington Wizards, the Washington Wizards, they were another team that should have completed trades at the deadline. They didn't do anything. This is the team that it was reported that they had a players only meeting. These meetings are normally successful. It made matters worse. We heard about the comments from John Wall as it pertains to the team center. Gartat recently. What's going to happen with that team? This is a team that seems to be on the brink of implosion. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the Washington Wizards were the two teams that were likely to implode. The Cleveland Cavaliers were imploding and the Washington Wizards appear to be on the brink of implosion. If this happens, they are a perfect team for an upset in the playoffs. Can this team beat the Bucks? Can they beat the Sixers? Can they beat the Pistons if they get there? Can they beat the Pacers? With these things, with this atmosphere existing in Washington, that's highly questionable. Leave with Derrick Rose, end up leaving one toxic situation for another toxic situation, we're going to find out. But right now, the Wizards should be the leaders in the clubhouse in getting Derrick Rose to sign for them. We know the teams that are pushing to make the playoffs. New Orleans Pelicans, Los Angeles Clippers, Utah Jazz, Portland Trailblazers. These are teams on the western side that are pushing to make the playoffs. Detroit Pistons, 
Philadelphia 76ers, Indiana Pacers. These are teams on the eastern side that are pushing to make the playoffs. There are only 8 spots on either side. A good team is going to be left out, both for the east and for the west. That makes it for exciting basketball. The tankers are out in full force. They're tanking. No. We spoke about what Phoenix is doing. We know that Chicago is hell-bent on getting Aiton or Danich in a Bulls jersey. We know that. We know that other teams, such as Dallas, look forward to the finding the successor for Durr. And Dennis Smith Jr. is a good starting point, but I don't think I think he's the one to succeed. Dirk. Things are changing and changing rapidly. Tank, 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 tank. That's what's on now. DeAndre Aiton, Luka Danich, Marvin Bagley III, Trey Young, Michael Porter Jr. These are players that could end up anywhere between 1 to 5. And the case of Donich and Aiton, 1 to 3. And keep an eye on the Sixers and the Celtics because these two teams could end up with LA's pick, as you know. One of them surely will. And the Lakers, while they have been performing well lately, they're still not where they would ideally like to be. And the season is closing. This is what's up as we head into the All-Star break. Now, it's almost been 25 episodes since we started The Middle Maker Speaks. And we have a special 25th episode coming up. And this episode will be out on All-Star Sunday. So you can look forward to a special episode of The Middle Maker Speaks, which will air on Sunday. As always, you can follow us at The Middle Maker. This is on Twitter. At the middle maker and this is for the middle maker network which is what we are it's been grand and we have totally enjoyed these episodes that we have brought to you download them they're readily available download as many episodes you can go back i mean we're at the midpoint of this well we're a little past midpoint you can download review what we said before where we're wrong where we're right if you think we're talking nonsense if you think we're talking sense and tweet us message us we're happy to communicate with you and the middle maker and until the 25th episode i'll catch you <laughs>